0: Are people upset at people wearing their harnesses? Are they upset at people wearing hankies in their back pocket? Or are they upset with people actively practicing a BDSM scene? Because to me, that's the line. The line is that they're actively practicing a BDSM scene in front of a group of people that have not consented to it. It's Kat and it's time for another episode of True Tea. I wanted to thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode of True Tea. Since I've last seen you, things have changed. True Tea is now a podcast that you can download on almost every single podcast platform. If you guys cannot find it, please let me know. I am so happy with the change. And what I've decided that I'm going to do is I'm going to have one True Tea video episode per month, the first Tuesday of every single month. And then we will have a call-in show the following week to have the conversations about the previous episode of True Tea. Those of you guys who have been joining me for those call-in shows know that we get a really large array of conversations there from a lot of different perspectives. And I'm so, so happy to have changed True Tea in this way, because it just means we're going to be able to have far more conversations and give far more perspective. And that's what True Tea is all about. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong, but either way I'm honest and that is the true tea. Anyway, how you guys been? What are you guys up to? What have you guys been doing? I've been, um, going through it, I'll just say some of you guys know that I am recovering from surgery. I am not going to tell you about said surgery because it's none of your business, but just know that I've been doing a lot of pain pills and I have been, um, not reacting too well to that, but but I'm finally over that hump and I feel semi-normal. I'm having an interview later today with BBC, which I'm pretty excited and nervous about. So I thought that I would take this opportunity where I'm all gussied up and cute to have a conversation with you guys about some, you know, really complex stuff as we tend to do on True Tea. Now today we're gonna be talking about a subject that a lot of you guys have asked me to cover. We're gonna be talking about kink at pride. So as I'm doing right now, and I would suggest you do, go and grab yourself something to drink because this is gonna be a bumpy ass conversation. Personally, I'm gonna be drinking some sparkling black raspberry from um, Ice. And I absolutely love this brand. It's literally transphobic be- that they haven't been sponsoring me this whole time. The amount of times I drink these during true tea, but I would highly suggest that you go get yourself whatever kind of drink you personally like, and we can have this conversation together. Cause I'm assuming it's gonna be a doozy. So let me take a sip of this and let's get right into this conversation. So refreshing. It's very refreshing. So kink at pride. We have a lot of things to talk about relating to this subject. I'm going to be setting some foundation, talking to you guys a bit about my general thoughts on this. And I'm really excited for the Colin show next week because I would really love to have a wider conversation about this for reasons that I will explain in this video. Now, I feel like I say this every single video I make, and I don't know why people sometimes seem to forget this, but though I am a transgender woman, I am what I would like to refer to as tragically heterosexual. I am very straight. So straight that I actually did not know (laughs) that June was pride month. Um, I know that it happens every single year around the same time. I know that I've done a lot of talks and presentations during pride month, but literally I always forget what month is pride month, you know? So, um, it doesn't even occur to me when, you know, we start having these conversations that they're happening because we're in pride month. Right. Um, but I got a lot of requests for this topic and I wanted to share with you guys my thoughts, because even though I don't personally go to pride, I do have some thoughts about kink at pride. And it comes from many, many perspectives. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from people who actually do actively go to pride. um, because, uh, I'm sure y'all will have a bit more to say about this than I do. So let's get into the conversation. So giving you guys a bit of background about myself and pride, um, I've only been to pride two times. Um, and the first time I went to Pride was LA Pride in 2012, I believe. And I've heard, I have no context for this, but I've heard that LA Pride specifically sucks, that it's not really representative of what Pride is like in most areas, right? But my memory going to LA Pride with my then boyfriend was well, a couple of things. I've talked about this before. One of the reasons I don't go to Pride is because I always feel really out of place and like I don't quite belong. That's kind of how I feel being a straight person. It's just kind of like I support all of this that's happening, but I I don't feel like this is all for me, even though I get that it it is. Um, I just don't personally always feel connected to this idea of going on a parade about pride. It's just not the way I personally look at things. I've got a gigantic rainbow flag, but I've never hung it up anywhere. The closest I get is this little rinky dink little flag that has a hole in it. And I will occasionally like prop it somewhere, but I just have never been like that. That's just really never been the sort of person I am. So, um, I don't go to pride. Um, I don't really, it doesn't really fit into my life or the way that I feel like navigating through the world, but I support the hell out of it, right? So take my opinion with a grain of salt because I am not a person who actively goes to pride, but I am somebody who is active in the BDSM community. Now, the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because months and months and months ago, we made a video about BDSM in the grocery store where a woman was hired to walk a man through the grocery store on all fours Um, while he was wearing a pup mask. So we're going to really quickly go over my thoughts about that. Um, so a lot of people did not understand that my problem with that was not the fact that he was walking through a store with a puppy hood on. It had nothing to do with what he was wearing. It had nothing to do with how he was presenting himself or anything like that. It was more that they were actively doing a humiliation BDSM scene in public that the public did not consent to and what I think some people don't totally understand is that there are a lot of people who do this sort of, I would say, regressive form of BDSM where they get off on the fact that they are startling people, they get off on the fact that they are physically upsetting people that don't want to see what they're doing. For a lot of people that is the main component of their kink, that is the thing that pushes them over the edge. The fact that they have allowed themselves to be seen doing an inappropriate thing in public and that they upset somebody. In most contexts, this is actually considered sexual assault, a really common way that this happens is men who masturbate in public, there are men who will walk around in public, you know masturbating near and around women in a very subtle way. And they will pop the moment that it's noticed that that's what they're doing. That is a component of what they're into, right? Um, obviously walking around like a little dog and masturbating in public, those aren't the same things, but the comment the, the, the connection there is the fact that both of these things kind of have to do with humiliation. And in my opinion, do not, have, you know, don't really take consent into consideration. And for that reason, I think it's inappropriate because my personal practice of BDSM is one where consent is at the forefront. You don't force people into your BDSM scene. You don't put people in a position where they're now having to just accept that you're doing BDSM. I don't think that that's what the BDSM community wants. I don't think that that's the the hill that the BDSM community wants to die on. Like I referenced in that video, there are some people who really got into this, like in my opinion, really tacky conversation about, you know, well, what if this person identifies as a dog and aren't you bigoted for not being accepting of that? And no, this was a man who paid a young woman to take him through, you know, a, a, a public space dressed like a dog who's getting off on probably not only how the people around him are uncomfortable, but probably also how the the woman he hired was uncomfortable. This this girl was 21 years old and she was somebody who was doing a lot of sex work from a survival sex work standpoint. And I think a lot of people don't get that there are a lot of men who will pray, submissive men, who will prey on women because they want to put them in that position. And so that's kind of my perspective. Again, it has nothing to do with the fact that he was wearing a leash or a pup hood that on its own, no big deal. It was the fact that they were actively doing a BDSM scene that I found to be inappropriate, disrespectful, and a negation of consent, right? That is my perspective on it. Now, I think pride becomes a bit complicated, and we're going to talk about the different nuances here. Um, so, again, I'm not somebody who goes to pride. So, again, maybe take some of the th- things I'm saying with a grain of salt. But one of the things that I understand just from my own, you know, <laughs> involvement in the BDSM community is that BDSM is very, very, very Um, gay. (laughs) Um, It's easy to not see it that way because I do think that a lot of the BDSM communities are kind of fractured. I sort of do belong to this heterosexual BDSM community because I'm a submissive woman who generally bottoms for men. Um, And that's a very classic heterodynamic. And what I've just come to understand is that there is like a whole other underground of, um, you know, BDSM that's gay, that I just am not involved in. Right. But a really big part of that, the BDSM community is leather, leather culture and leather culture really became popular during the AIDS crisis. When people were having a lot of, um, weirdness around physically being close to each other and, and, and leather houses were really it central in bringing people together, allowing people to have a sense of community. And there are a, a very, there's a lot of people whose lives were safe because they participated in leather found community and found a safe way for them to practice their paraphilias, their, their, you know, their naughtiness in a way that did not continue the spread of HIV and AIDS. Right and so there is a very large deep important core of the leather community that very much does in my opinion belong at pride you know i think that I think that saying that those people can't be at Pride is erasing a very, 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 very important part of queer history. It's really erasing a lot of gay history. It's negating the importance of those spaces. And of course, people today feel very differently about it because, well, things have definitely changed for gay people in this country. We've seen a lot of shifts and what I've just observed in my lifetime is this, this, this like curve where we're now sort of mainstreaming pride, you know, mainstreaming LGBT folks, which I don't think is a problem, but of course now we, you know, similar to the conversation I had about mainstreaming of BDSM. Now we're having to sort of have this conversation about whether or not it's palatable to the mainstream, which of course means that there's going to be a bit of subversion because let's not forget that pride started as a riot. Pride was not supposed to be this big corporate gathering where people paid money to see pop stars perform. It was a riot. (laughs) And so the really radical foundations of Pride have kind of shifted. And now I think what's happening is there was a time where having leather daddies and various kink folks at pride was very normal, very subversive, and very much part of claiming your queerness publicly. But now we've seen a lot of sort of, you know, mainstreaming of this sort of conversation. And I think what's happening is people are trying to tone that down. Again, not a person who goes to pride a lot. So take everything that I say, with a little, little, little grain of salt. (laughs) Now that all being said, one of the reasons why I did not enjoy my first experience of pride was because I (laughs) found myself being quite shocked by it. Um, I I've, I've referenced this before, but one of the biggest reasons why I I got, I was shocked is because walking down the street, just not even going into any of the places just walking you know up and down you know Santa Monica Boulevard where they've got all the gay places what's um, <laughs> Hollywood um, I from the street saw playing on the screen inside of the bars full-on gay porn just full on gay porn Now it's very possible that that was a one-off it's very possible that that was just something that didn't you know, that just happened to have happened. Okay. (laughs) It's possible, but for me, that was deeply, 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 deeply inappropriate. And it was deeply inappropriate because, you know, this was a time where 2012 people were bringing their kids to pride. And I don't personally think that children who are at pride should be seeing porn. And I think that it makes the community look really bad. When we're trying to kind of make this argument that they should just be okay with that. Now, it's interesting because I also go to Folsom Street Fair. That's the closest I get, I, I get to going to Pride. Folsom Street Fair, for those of you guys who don't know, is a big BDSM event that happens in San Francisco every single year. Um, I don't think it's happening this year, though, um, where a bunch of people go into the streets and we are allowed to be as kinky and disgusting as we possibly want, (laughs) you know, and it's a really fun time because it truly is this like open free space where you're getting to see people practice BDSM out in the open and you can wear your puppy hood and be walked, you know, through a crowd of people. And that is a normal and accepted thing to do. The thing about that is, is that once you walk in there, you have to be 18 Plus, you know, there are no children coming to this pride people to Folsom Street Fair, rather people who come into that space have consented to the fact that there's going to be sexy, naughty things there that is normal, that is expected, that is anticipated, you would be sort of silly to come there and be offended by the BDSM stuff. Right. But that's not exactly what pride has become. Pride does have these sections where yes, you have to be at 21 plus, you know, to, to pass this line, but that's mostly to sell alcohol. Right. Like I said, I should not have been able to see full on gay porn from the streets, you know, and I was just where the parade was. Um, I don't think, I don't think now, of course, when I have this conversation and I express this discomfort, there is a part of me that says, well, I'm a straight woman. Maybe this isn't, this isn't for me. This not, this isn't made for me having conversations that maybe I shouldn't have. um, so, you know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but for me personally, it it really does. It's a, it's very, 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 um, off-putting, um, to me. Um, to sort of even begin having this conversation about how that should just be accepted because of course we're already dealing with people who believe that what all of this is, all of this pride stuff is, is just attempting to indoctrinate children into the ranks of homosexuality. You know, and I, and I, it's hard to make an argument against that when you've got porn playing at pride, you know, it's hard to make that argument, right? That being said, like I said, BDSM for a lot of queer folks has been incredibly important. You know, the leather community has been incredibly important for quite a few gay folks, their survival, their family, you know, their found family. It's just, it's so important. So, you know, I don't really necessarily believe in this idea that kink should not be at Pride. I also am not fully aware of the way that it it is expressed at Pride. Um, Pride, when I went, was mostly half-naked men. Is the problem that it's half-naked men, or is the problem that they're being sexually explicit? And is there sort of a, a thing that we can do where people can go over here and be horny and naughty, and then we've got, like, the family Safe area Because I I love the idea of families coming to pride. I love the idea of people celebrating and affirming the the, the LGBTQIA plus folks that they have in their life. I don't love the idea of basically telling those people that they need to suck it up, accept what they feel is inappropriate or they don't want to see. And, you know, there's sometimes even the wrapping of that in homophobia or internalized homophobia. You just don't like seeing this BDSM shit because you hate yourself as a gay man. That's not true, I don't think. I don't think that that's particularly true. I think that there are people who would just rather come to a space, celebrate their gayness, and for a lot of people, doing that is not, you know, it doesn't require them to be out there like that. I just think that that's sort of, the difference. So that's basically how I feel about it. I think it is a complicated conversation because on one hand, ousting the kink community from pride feels a little shitty to me, especially when you know the history behind it. People who who do leather are not walking around with their dicks out, horny, looking for play. You know, usually it's just them wearing, you know, they're blacks and just walking through and being themselves. And, and, and that's kind of that, you know, are people upset at people wearing their harnesses? Are they upset at people wearing hankies in their back pocket? Or are they upset with people actively practicing a BDSM scene? Because to me, that's the line. The line is that they're actively practicing a BDSM scene in front of a group of people that have not consented to it that is my personal opinion. That is my true tea. So I would love to hear what your true tea is. Like I said, we're not going to be doing a true tea collin show this Friday. We're going to be doing it next Friday theoretically I'm still figuring out all of the scheduling and things with this all I know is that last week we, we did a lot of, of conversations and we ended up with three different podcast episode based on you know the call-in show and I don't want to do that again um, and I would like to space these out so that it's a bit more manageable to me um, so that's what we're gonna be doing if you've got an opinion about this please feel free to call in I would really 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 love to hear from people who actively go to Pride people who are in who in the BDSM community who go to pride. I would love to understand this a bit more. I would love to understand a bit more what people's issues are um, on both sides, because I think that both sides probably have like a really interesting um, perspective to share. And I'm really excited to hear from them. If you love True Tea, if you love the conversation that we're having here, please remember that I'm doing these episodes every other week on my podcast. You can find the podcast on all platforms. Um, And I'm really, really excited to do that for you guys because the podcast, trust me, it makes it so that I can devote way more time to creating stuff on YouTube that is more intense. So I appreciate that you guys have been downloading the podcast. I appreciate that you guys have been enjoying the podcast. It's been really, really great for my own personal mental health. Um, And that's kind of what is important to me. I want to be able to give you guys content, but I don't want to, you know, kill myself doing it.